tuned in to the Community Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. And today we are speaking with Aaliyah Zobel Nolan. Aaliyah is an international best-selling author of over 150 titles. Her books reflect her main passions, God and Cats. Recent titles include Heavenly Headbutts, Reflections of Hope and Cats and Eternity, Cat Confessions, A Cat Come Clean, Tell All Book, God Made Us Just Right, The Worry Warts Prayer Book, Laugh Out Loud, 40 Women Humorous Celebrate, Then and Now, Before We Forget, the classic children's book, What I Like About Me, a book about differences, and the sequel, What I Like About You, a book about acceptance. She wrote her most recent book after she lost three fur babies in a row as a way to cope. Although known for her humor, this new title, Heavenly Headbutts, encourages readers to hold out expectation that the cats we've shared our lives with on Earth will in some form be with us in eternity. Aliyah, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So, first and foremost, how'd you get to be so passionate about cats? Sounds like you had three kitties, so maybe that's it, or maybe it was something else. No, well, this is a funny story. My mother never liked cats, and in fact, she raised dogs. You know, for a while she raised dogs, and then she she quit it. But she did not like cats because she thought they were sneaky, and that they would jump out at you and claw you to death or whatever. So... Uh, I took the opposite um, thought because I said to myself, I love cats. I love cats. But, you know, what am I going to do? My mother doesn't doesn't want them. A friend of mine got a cat, a very beautiful white ball of fluff for Christmas. And she put it in a box for Christmas. And she put the uh, prerequisite holes in there so the cat could breathe, the kitten. And she gave it to me for Christmas. Now, my mother is not really, God rest her soul, is not really a um, horrible person, but she just did not like cats. So she said, well, this cat is going to go for a ride afterwards. So, of course, uh, I was devastated. But when the cat came out, it was so beautiful, all white, tiny, tiny, with pink ears. And it went up to my mother and it purred and it gave her a headbutt and she was, she changed. Since I had to go to school every day, the little kitten was with my mother all day long, followed her around as though she were uh, her, you know, uh, her mother. And uh, so that was that. And ever since then, I guess I was in ninth grade. I've had a cat or cats. I love them because I'm a solitary person and cats are very calm and they're calming and uh, so I've always had one, and they are sort of like my muse. That's interesting what you said about cats changing the personality of people. So you feel that that's true? Yes, I I can because, you know, a long time ago when I first started out doing cats, people thought that it was just the phase. My publisher said, oh, I'm not going to do another cat book because it's just the phase. But people, the more they know about cats... uh, the more that what because cats nowadays are like you can't open uh the facebook or any other social media without seeing them 
Um, and they've been the subject of books. And, and I do, to get back to your question, I do think spending time with a cat is just, it makes you feel calmer. It makes you, for me, since I'm a religious person, it makes you think about the creator and how wonderful uh, all of the um, creatures that he made, including the cat, which is my which is my absolute favorite. So I also feel that cats calm you. You look at them and they don't worry about anything. They don't worry where their food's going to come with from or um, where they're going to sleep or whatever. So you kind of it sort of lowers your blood pressure um, and it makes you feel calm. Like, what am I getting so upset about? Look at this cat. Cat doesn't worry about anything. So, uh, and for me, I'm um, hyper. So the cats really, they really do calm me. Um, So, so that's why I love them. Dogs to me are like, you know, they're, they jump all over you and the doorbell rings. The doorbell rings, the cat just looks, doorbell rang, so what? You know, so so um, for me, the best animal, spirit animal for me is the cat. Although I have to say, we just rescued a dog. <laughs> and that's another story we, we can go into sometime. Uh, but I just have to tell you the dog's name is Miss Kitty. Because my husband kept on calling the dog kitty kitty because we've always had dogs. I mean, we've always had cats. So, yeah, I feel cats are very calming to me. Well, it's interesting you say that because um, their purr has been measured at a certain megahertz or something like that. That actually scientifically has a relationship to lowering your heart rate if you're listening to the certain the certain megahertz of the purr sound so there is a scientific element to that and certainly obviously if you're petting a cat or you know just sort of getting this uh you know hormone feeling response from that level of affection with another living being you're going to have a very positive reaction to that I, I will I will state though last summer I was uh, babysitting my my daughter's uh, cat for two weeks and at five a.m. in the morning the cat would sit on the the side table of the bed and would just like stare me down trying to get me to get up and get breakfast so I wasn't I'm not so sure how how calm that cat was about me doing breakfast I I I was in training for two weeks to see if I could uh, do the job and I think I passed but. Still, oh, I'm um... sure you did. I'm sure you did. Uh, they, I think they might also. They're very, very clever, and they don't need words. Um, I have a cat who, right now, who does not like. Um, uh, she's very fussy about what she eats. Okay, but she does like kibbles. Now, I'm not a fan of giving cats kibbles. I never have been. But when it's the only thing they eat, the vet said. You know, there's some cats that live on kibbles, you know. Um, I mean, I give her salmon uh, out of the can with warm cream. I mean, I do everything for this cat, but she wants the kibbles and there's nothing I can do. When does she want the kibbles? She wants the kibbles during the night. Will she take the kibbles from a dish that's by the um, floor? No. She sleeps right next to me on two pillows and she wants the kibbles on the pillow. So I have a, um, 
everybody that knows me thinks I'm out of my mind. They, they, I have a baggie with kibbles that I put under the um, pillow and I bring it out. Like you said, she, she stares at me. I'll be sound asleep and I'll feel these vibrations. So I've learned to just take the kibbles out of the uh, bag, put them on the pillow while I am totally asleep. <laughs> yeah. And that, that also, I mean, some of our community cat feeders that are out there too, their community cats are just as demanding as, as our house cats. They are out there and they will, it's what we encourage people to do is to get them to feed their community cats at the same time every day so that there's a routine and then we don't have to leave the food out all of the day so that then the raccoons or the woodchucks or the squirrels, they don't get in the food. You leave it out for about half an hour. You pick it up and, and you can, you know, possibly you can leave water out. But um, and also with the heat um, this summer that we've had and then going into the winter, you have to adjust your timing a little bit based on the weather and the temperature and when it, when the cats are coming out. But they do. I can tell you that when you develop a relationship with your community cats, which many people do. They feed them religiously every day. So there's a bond, an incredible bond that folks develop. Those cats will look at you and they'll expect that rotisserie chicken. If you give it every, you know, every Thursday, they're going to expect the rotisserie chicken or, or whatever. And here we are around the holidays. I know so many community cat feeders who on Thanksgiving, they will go out and really provide a feast for community cat folks. So, you know, for folks that have gone out and, and done a special feast dinner for your community cats, I'd love for you to post in our social media. What do you give your community cats for their Thanksgiving feast? Um, because I would be really interested, you know, is it sardines? Is it rotisserie chicken? Is it KFC? Is it all the special things that we use when we try to trap the cats? Or are there other things that we do for our cats? Certainly, the shelters should already be uh, prepared for the winter in the northern climates. So you should make sure you got some fresh straw in their um, shelters so that they have places to burrow up when it is cold. And, um, and then there are also lots of tricks to being able to make sure that the water doesn't freeze and all of those kinds of things. Before we started recording the show, though, we were talking about lost and found cats. And and you said you have a really strong passion to whatever you see a posting on your Facebook about not on your page, but like in in the lost and found Facebook group for your community. If you see it posted there, you'll share it with with your own networks. Do you feel that we should all be doing that? Oh, definitely. I mean, how much does it take? It takes a click. That's all. Share. The Facebook page that I belong to uh, covers a certain area. It doesn't cover all of Connecticut. But uh, even when it says that um, a cat has been lost in Westport, I don't live in Westport, but I have uh, fans and people who um, follow me that might live in Westport. So I kind of think it's my ministry to do that. I mean, I feel that uh, that's the least I can do. I mean, you know, uh, and I really am so very happy when I see, you know, found the little Tinkerbell <laughs> has been found on such and such a thing. And I feel that I used to have um, uh, an alert that came over the phone um, that was like that, too. But I think we changed uh, phone uh, people, but uh, and, and, I, and I don't get that. But I really do feel that if we all did that, the, the cats would be found one, two, three. And to me, if 
it feels so awful to think that um, one of the cats that are used to being pampered and, and, and being sheltered and whatever are out there and they don't know how to fend for themselves. I mean, if, if, the, if the kitten was uh, brought up by you um, from, from a kitten, you, they wouldn't know how, how to, you know, what to do. Uh, I also used to volunteer at a place called Paws, uh, which is Pet Animal Welfare Society in Norwalk. Um, and I um, used to volunteer there and, you know, try to socialize the cats and whatever. Because a lot of times, if the cats are not socialized, they don't make too, too good pets. You know, the people, I had one cat that um, the a uh, person at the rescue said, oh, she's shy now, but she'll come out. She'll really, you know, she'll be wonderful. And we had her for 16 years and she never, she never uh, you know, got over that. And I think that has to do with socialization. So anybody that loves a cat, I think, could do any of these little things. You don't have to be save the world like Mother Teresa said, do, you know, one little thing. For me, it's, I can't volunteer anymore because they wanted me at, I think it was eight o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. So, um, and I have a family. So, but things like that, little things like that, uh, by sharing the lost animals and by also trapping and neutering. We have, I belong to a couple of Facebook pages where they have trapping and neutering. And I think that's amazing because the vets give up their time. And, you know, if everybody does some little thing, it will work to our benefit with with the cats. I often see every once in a while I'll see a cat that's outside and it's looking in, you know. So quick, I get the food and I get everything. But it's a lot of times it's just the, a neighborhood cat that they let out. I can't let my cats out because of the wildlife that's around. One thing that's important for folks to also know as a resource, or I love it as a resource too. If you feel like you are feeding a cat that is either is potentially owned, but you're not sure. And it's like coming to your doorstep two, three times a day. Um, you can use what's called a paper collar. And it's as simple as it is. It's a paper collar and just put it around the cat's neck. It'll break off easily if it gets caught on something. And, you know, say, call me if, if you someone else owns. And we actually have at the Community Cats podcast, we have a paper collar template. You can print out and and make several paper collars and and use that. It's, it's free, so free. And then there's obviously there's also microchipping, but the paper collar is local. You don't have to bring the cat to the vet to get scanned or anything like that. Just put a paper collar. If the cat's friendly enough, put a paper collar on, and usually someone will call back within a day or two and say, "Hey, you fed Fred. Okay, great." That is so clever. What a clever idea that is. Uh, because you know sometimes these little uh, cats are, my cat is just entering the door here. Uh, a, a lot of times the cats are just looking for an extra handout, an extra, you know, oh, over at the 219, I get uh, special treatment and I get these wonderful, um, you know, treats or whatever. So, but that's a very clever idea. Looking for the perfect way to unwind and connect with some pretty cool cats? Look no further than the Meow Lounge in Westbrook, Maine. The Meow Lounge is your one-stop destination for feline fun and so much more. Step into their cat cafe where you can hang out with a dozen or so adorable, adoptable cats from local rescues just waiting for your love and affection. 
The Meow Lounge also has games, puzzles, a free library, even a gift shop featuring locally crafted cat-themed items. The Meow Lounge also hosts a wide array of events for you to enjoy. Whether it's yoga, trivia, movie nights, belly dance classes, arts and crafts, or Pilates, they've got it all. So what are you waiting for? Reserve your spot at the Meow Lounge today to experience the magic. Discounted rates are available for students, nonprofits, nursing homes, and community organizations. For reservations and information on upcoming events, visit www.meowcatlounge.com or call 207-358-0003. Are you ready to take your learning to the next level? Get your hands on the only all-access pass to all things Community Cats. The Community Cats Pass with Community Cats Podcast. This one-time purchase will ensure you're registered for all of our full 2024 calendar. That's all events, webinars, and workshops from the online cat conference to the online kitten conference from TNR to surrender prevention certification workshops. Your 2024 Community Cats Pass will ensure you never miss a minute of cat-saving content. Turn your passion for cats into action all year long. Grab your pass today at communitycatspodcast.com. In animal welfare, there's always someone to talk with and learn from. Check in with hundreds of animal welfare colleagues every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern to have your chance at $5,000 just for attending. These 50-minute calls are a collaborative space to share exciting new programs and research, discuss uncomfortable topics, connect with peers in the industry, and more, all while sharing a common goal of preserving the human-animal bond. Go to forum.maddiesfund.org to register now. You can also watch on demand if you can't make it live. Tell me a little bit about your book, Heavenly Headbutts. Tell me what what it's about. Why did you decide to write it? And, um, you know, why would folks maybe consider uh, purchasing this maybe for a gift around the holidays? Well, Heavenly Headbutts, Reflections of Hope About Cats and Eternity is a book I've been wanting to do for about eight years. I've had cats my whole life, so I've gone through the mourning and the grieving uh, when they pass, and it never gets easier. I have a saying that's, you never get over it, you just get on with it. And the last time, though, I lost three in a row. I mean, I lost one to cancer and another one to a kidney, and uh, I just... I was so devastated. I mean, you know, like I said, I've been through this a couple of times, but it never gets easier. And I was totally, totally devastated. So um, I'm a reader. So I went out to the library and I'm looking for some books or something that could make give me a little bit of relief, um, a little comfort. And I couldn't find any books. Now, there were books about cats speaking to you from the hereafter, which, you know, I don't denigrate. I mean, um, I, I think that everybody has a thought about about cats, but I was looking for something that would get me out of myself a little bit, you know, even put one foot in front of the other, even like for half an hour. And I could not find a book like that, um, you know, because the cats to me, I don't have any children. My, my cats are my children. And so to me, they're not just pets, they're companions and critics and um, they don't like something, they throw up a hairball, they like something, they purr madly. Um, so this was really, <laughs> you know, I, I had one die and then, you know, I grieved for her and then, you know, and then it was like 
crazy. I was going around crying, crying, crying. So I said, you know what? I want to do something that's going to help me and that's going to help other people. So I decided that I would write this book. But of course, then the pandemic hit and everything was so sad. I just could not, I couldn't start doing a book like this. I started it, but I had to, I had to leave it. So I started to do some research. Uh, I looked in the Bible. I studied what theologians and religious experts had to say. And nobody had an answer because I believe that the spirit of these animals that I've had over the years and the ones that I lost were still around. So, you know, and and the, the title, Heavenly Headbutt, uh, I love, absolutely love when my cats give me a headbutt. It's just, like you said, it's like a calming thing because they usually are purring. And I just, I thought that that would make, make a good uh, topic. And I have to say that I wrote the book a lot for myself as for other people. You know, a lot of people don't believe that cats go to heaven, okay? There's a lot of people that do believe it, but I wanted to see what other scholars or religious people had to, had to say about it. And people who aren't religious, just everyday people. Uh, and um, a lot of people do believe that um, cats have a, an essence or all animals have an essence or spirit that God breathed into them. And then I noticed there are a lot of people that disagree. They say animals are just animals and they, they don't have souls, so they can't go to heaven. Well, I disagree with that because I'm not a religious expert, but I know cats. And I looked at them grooming like I had this one cat, Angela Darling, and I used to watch her. She used to be in, in a, a ray of sun and she used to be grooming and she just hurts fur looked like spun sugar. And it was, I said, how can anybody look at something like that and say that, that, you know, they're here today and gone tomorrow. So I, I couldn't believe that, that the animals don't have a spiritual essence, whatever you want to call it, you know? Uh, and to me, that essence was like akin to our souls. So, uh, that's how the book all came to, to being. Um, I, I, I think that's very, uh, I think it's very interesting just to try and consider, you know, I've done several shows with regards to grief and how people have profit, processed that grief. I've dealt with quite a bit of grief as my cats have, have aged out, passed away, and obviously grief also as family members have passed away too. And, you know, and there are all these little things that always happen. I'm like, oh, that's the spirit of, so-and-so talking to me, you know, in, in this world and, and, and that kind of thing. And, you know, we all in our own way, in very different ways, and we welcome them, process our grief and try to have this understanding, you know, in different ways and in a, in a respectful way. So I think it's just very interesting to see how we feel after these events happen, these very tragic events happen. We have we have to feel differently but yet we still do have, as you say, this like essence of their being either with us or, you know, maybe someplace else. I don't know. It, that's just where where it all goes or whatever. But I do feel that we carry these personalities with us, regardless of whether or not they're with us in person or not. I agree. I totally agree. And that's why I wrote this book. And I wanted to, to be you know, I looked at other books, you know, Will Fluffy Go to Heaven? And I looked at all these other books. 
and not to gain me any comfort. And like I said, I wanted even a couple of minutes to not think about it. So when I decided to write the book, I wanted to use photographs because photographs nowadays, you know, everybody's got their phone and, and online and whatever. And I thought it would be more, ins- you know, it would be, it would get to the heart. People seeing the picture and say to themselves, oh, my cat does that or my cat looks at that. And I didn't want it to be all sad. I wanted it to be relatable, insightful, but light. I wanted it to be uplifting, but reassuring. And I wanted it to be poignant, but relatable. So there aren't a lot of, and it's humorous too, because that's what I do. I'm a, I'm, I'm a humorist. This is, this is altogether different than what, um, what I'm used to writing. And I wanted to add a little bit of that. Um, There's a photo of a woman taking uh, a picture of her cat who is on the counter. And we're all, you know, trying to get our cats off the counter. But it was, and she had such joy in her face to see the cat. She wasn't like, you know, scram. And I used that photo. And there were other photos of, of, um, there's a photo of a woman having a cup of coffee and she's talking to her cat who's on the other side. So these are relatable things um, that, you know, could bring the person outside of the grief for a little while. And it also, what I did was I laid out, I didn't proselytize. I didn't say, you must believe the cats go to heaven, you know. Uh, what I wanted to do was get all of this information and lay it out for people and say, you make you make the decision. I'm not telling you, but this is what other people think. This is what I think. And what do you think? You know? Um, And so I felt that that was a better way of presenting things than, you know, coming out and saying, I believe my God goes to heaven and you should too. You know, (laughs) I I wanted to let people reflect, think about it, look at your cat and see, you know, how wonderful she is and, and her good points and, you know, that sort of lends you, puts you, try to put you in touch with the creator. That's what I was trying to do. So if folks are interested in finding out more about this book or finding out more about your work in general, how would they do that? Well, um, I have a website. It's called Aaliyah Writes. Very simple. A-L-L-I-A-Writes.com. And my books are all on there. Mostly I have my books on Amazon. And most of them, including this book, are on Kindle. But this is the kind of book that I think you really need to have in your hand and look like the cover. The cover we did, I want to say, 20, 30 iterations of the cover. And I just didn't find the one photo that just transported what I felt about this. And so finally we found it and we we put a nice... Uh, ethereal type of border around it that wouldn't fight with the photo and the photos I think will will make you smile it it's going to tug at your heart I'm, I'm not saying it isn't but it's also going to give you a feeling of expectation and that's what I wanted I wanted to present the evidence and let the people um, leave it to the reader to judge is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today I have a book coming out next year. Uh, it's called Harry, Hurry Up and the Oh-So-Slow Day. And it's about a, a child who cannot wait. And she learns how to wait. 
but she's antsy. And it goes through all the different things that she's telling. She doesn't like syrup because it, it pours too slowly. And and we finally find out that the reason that she's crazy, which she is all the time, but the reason she's particularly antsy is because it's her birthday the next day. So that's a book that's coming out in spring from Kriegel Publishing. And I have the thought in my mind, since I know a mother of uh, a rescue dog, to do, instead of heavenly headbutts, heavenly head tilts, and do the same type of book for dogs that will give dog uh, people who have to go through this, you know, something to, some kind of a resource. So, um, and then I have one more other book that's called Why Can't My Brother Be More Like My Cat, which is coming <laughs> next year. Wow, you're a busy lady. Busy, you know? I love what I do. My husband says, why don't you retire? And do what? You know, count the leaves on the trees. What am I going to do? I mean, I love what I do. So I think I would be an absolute horror if I didn't, if I wasn't able to, to do my books. So, well, Aliyah, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And I hope we'll have you on again in the future. Thank you. That's it for this week. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. We love to hear what you think, and a five-star review really helps others find the show. You can also join the conversation with listeners, cat caretakers, and me on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to hit follow or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Thanks for listening, and thank you for everything that you do to help create a safe and healthy world for cats. Bye.